Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of 219 Green Connect, where we explore topics about the environment and green living in Northwest Indiana. For past show archives, news, and upcoming events, you can check out our website at 219greenconnect.com or join us on Facebook or Twitter. I'm your host, Kathy Sippel, and with me today, I have two citizens of Valparaiso from the Andover Spectacle Lake Neighbors Group that is working to preserve and conserve, I guess you could say, an acreage parcel right off of Spectacle Lake Road, and that happens to be very, very close to me. I could literally walk there and and be there in about a quarter mile. So if anybody's been listening for any length of time to this podcast, you know that it's about the whole 219 area code, and we cover, you know, topics all across the region. But this one is literally in my backyard and also Andrea's, who is my first guest. So first I want to introduce Andrea Prubunicki, and then we're going to hear from Dr. Larry McAfee, a wildlife uh, enthusiast, I guess you could say, and also a veterinarian. So Andrea, can you bring us up to speed about, you know, what exactly is going on with this project and what's been done to date? Absolutely. I just first want to say thanks, Kathy, for inviting us to come on your podcast to talk about this. You know, what I really like about this um, issue is that there have been uh, so many people working very hard as citizens in Valparaiso and citizens in um, unincorporated Porter County to save a parcel of land um, that is um, that is for sale. The property owners are interested in selling their property, and they're considering developing uh, 13.7 acres of land that is high at the top of a moraine um, just south of Loomis Lake and Spectacle Lake, which are two kettle lakes that are in Rogers Lakewood Park. So I hope that gives your listeners um, some kind of a description of where these parcels, the, the parcel of land is. And um, over the last several months, the, the neighbors, both the neighbors that are in the city of Valparaiso and our neighbors that are in unincorporated Porter County, have gotten together and uh, we have expressed our concerns about development in that area. And there's concerns about the environment and destruction of the wooded area. There's concerns about where the wildlife uh, would go, which I know Dr. Larry's going to talk about in a minute. There's concerns about safety on the, on the road, uh, on Spectacle Drive Road. And there's concerns about flooding and drainage issues. And so as, as the property owners are considering development, we want to make sure that um, all of these concerns are, are taken into consideration by Porter County um, and as they're um, considering subdivisions. And we also are rallying ourselves as neighbors to, um, to be an alternative to development. And what we're doing is we are uh, raising money and raising awareness in order to purchase the property ourselves. And so we have been in conversation with um, several nonprofit organizations, including Shirley Hines Land Trust, including the Woodland Savannah uh, Conservancy, 
uh, Valparaiso Parks Foundation, as well as the Porter County Parks System. And we hope that um, all of these organizations coming together um, can, uh, can, we can find a way forward with them um, and the neighbors and some philanthropically minded people in order to raise enough resources to purchase um, the property and save it from development. So that's our goal right now. That's what we're working toward. Great. And so I know that you yourself have, you know, sent out really lengthy, informative emails about, you know, what's been going on and what the next steps are. And so just, just in case somebody doesn't make it all the way to the end, I'd like to give people the, the next step as of today's date. Uh, we're recording this on November 21st, uh, 2018. So if you're interested in conservation, I think you'll benefit from listening to the rest. But for somebody who needs to know about the upcoming meeting in December, can we give quick details about that? Sure. Um, so the Porter County Parks Board um, is going to make this parcel of land a topic of discussion at their uh, December 6th uh, board meeting. So that is Thursday, December 6th. It is at 6 p.m. It is at the Porter County Commissioner's Chambers in the Porter County Administration Building, which is 155 Indiana Ave in Valparaiso. So what, what we would like to invite your listeners to do is to come out to that park board meeting, the Porter County Parks Board meeting. Now the, the parks themselves, they don't care who ultimately has the title or who holds the title to this, these parcels of land. What they wanna do is um, be involved in the the um, growing number of people who are supporting conservation and preservation of this, of this land. So they've offered to be kind of a hub for us of energy and ideas and um, modes of collaboration. So uh, we've invited um, all of our neighbors. Uh, we've invited our friends at the Isaac Walton League and our friends at uh, the Valparaiso Chain of Lakes group, the Valparaiso Chain of Lakes Watershed group, um, and we are uh, inviting your listeners too, Kathy, um, to come out to that park board meeting on December 6th at 6 o'clock um, in the Porter County Administration Building so that they can uh, show their support for conservation and preservation and they can contribute to some idea sharing as well. Well, thank you very much. Uh, and um, yeah, I would love to hear from Larry because I know that he has really had a heart for, you know, the wildlife. And Andrea, you have started a Facebook group and people have been sharing just beautiful photos of some of the wildlife there. Again, I, I live just a stone's throw away from this place. And although I don't, you know, get to see these eagles and foxes right, you know, out my window, just to know that they're there is amazing. So, Larry, could you tell us a little bit about why it's so important for, you know, the wildlife to to have this particular parcel? I'd be honored to. I need to back up just a touch, though. This meeting sure. December 6th was well explained. Thank you, Andrea. But uh, you it's a park board meeting, but it's the Porter County Parks I happen to sit on the Porter County Parks Foundation Board, and if you ask any Porter County citizen what's the difference between the park board 
in the Porter County Park Foundation Board, they don't know. A lot of us on both boards have trouble knowing either. But here's the difference. The Porter County Park Board does the management of the park system and properties and such. The Porter County Parks Foundation Board, we do the purchasing, the gifting of property, so forth. So this, if the park board were willing to manage this property, I can assure you that the foundation board would be incredibly excited in receiving the property. The only problem is money. And the foundation board, we're pretty, uh, we're doing a uh, $450,000 children's education center out of Sunset Hill now, uh, all by donated money. So we really don't have money available now to purchase the, I can't remember, 13.7 acres. Is that right? Correct. Correct. Okay. So part of Andrea's and my biggest request is, it's a little bit early in the game now, but it looks like we will be able to get Shirley Hines or the park board, Porter County Park Board, or somebody to manage the property. The only problem is we're going to have to come up with the money to purchase the property. So down the road, uh, hopefully, if things uh, all come together, we'll be able to, to buy private donations to purchase property. Now, sorry, back to your question, your comment to me about wildlife. I was born and raised in Valparaiso, and when I was a kid, there's pheasants all over, uh, rabbits. I mean, Porter County was a very rural county. When I was a kid, Valpo had 10,000 people. Now we've become an extremely uh, urban environment in Porter County, and the Porter County commissioners, I think in 1995, something like that, established uh, Porter County Wildlife Management Advisory Board. Uh, I'm honored to sit on that board. And maybe 10 years ago, we were able to receive a donation of a property called the Zona property. Kathy, have you ever heard of the Zona property? I have. Yes, I've never been yeah. here, but oh. I would love to. Thank I've you. heard all great things. It's a 90-acre parcel north of Highway 6 in Jackson Township. And when it was bequeathed, donated to Porter County, it was under the stipulation that the property stays in its natural state for perpetuity. So I am not an adjacent landowner out of spectacle. So I'm not tied in to try and save this 13.7 acres to keep it as a neighborhood, a beautiful park area. I'm tied in because I want my grandkids and my great-grandkids to have some little bit of property left in Porter County to go see uh, property in its natural state, to see huge old oak trees, walnut trees, beech trees, to see deer, to see rabbits, to see butterflies. And that's probably one of my biggest goals in life right now because a lot of our kids in Porter County, 
Yeah, they don't know where milk comes from. It comes from a store. So we try to, it doesn't come from a cow. So we're trying to educate kids and educate the population on the fact that the urban environment, of course, will continue to grow. And as there's more people, it's really hard for uh, the natives of this area, the indigenous natural animal population to find a place to live. And if Larry McPhee had his way about it, I'd probably get rid of all of us, get rid of the people. But we can't <laughs> we can't get rid of us. So we try we have to try to live in harmony with our animal neighbors. And how many of you listeners have had a raccoon in your garbage? You know how many raccoons there are. Uh, the raccoon, the nuisance animal problem with bats, raccoons, deer. Uh, and it's our fault, but saying it's our fault doesn't get, take care of the problem. But maybe saving a 13.7-acre parcel and keeping the parcel in its natural state will allow animals a wee bit of a place to live in their natural habitat. And, you know, the flora, too. We're talking about the fauna, but the flora, to be able to keep our native plant species and so forth. Uh, another thing that we're very proud of in Porter County is the, uh, uh, the Purdue University gave us Arboretum. It's hard for me. I've known it as tall tree forever, but it's now the Gavis Arboretum of uh, Purdue University. And that is, what is it, Kathy? That's 350 acres, I think, that's all uh, dedicated to staying in its natural state. And if any of you listeners have not been out to tall tree to the Gavis Ar- Arboretum, get out there. So it's incredibly incredibly important that we try to keep what natural property we have left in porter county and it's incredibly incredibly important to the animal population also uh andrea i think i'm going to briefly bring up uh, valparaiso we, the city of Valpo, considered annexing this property and through political due process. And thank you very much to the city council members. The city council elected not to bring the property into Valparaiso, and they would like to see the property uh, not developed or minimally, minimally developed also. So I'm really, really proud of the political process. And any of yes. these city council members that are listening, thank you. Andrea? I will say that, that was a marathon um, city council meeting. The one that I went to was nearly five hours long, I believe. <laughs> I think one it's the, the longest record. one they've ever had. Yeah. A lot of passion unleashed at that at that meeting. And, boy, you know, I heard from a lot of people who had a history and had personal experiences and just beautiful stories about that land. And you may think, like, geez, you know, only 13, 14 acres. Why would that be so important? But 
some of these animals that we're talking about, they they need more than just, you know, a city lot or two. They need safe spaces. They need places to burrow. They need places to, you know, make their dens. And can we talk a little bit about what type of wildlife is, is there? Be honored. Sure. I, oh, you know, okay, go ahead, Larry. Andrea, you take it out. I'll, I'll jump in after you talk. Okay. So, well, I, I, my backyard actually um, abuts the the property, and um, we. What, that was one of the reasons actually that we selected this house was because we wanted to see the wildlife. We wanted to. We we liked that there was wildlife so close by, and we regularly see um, deer. Um, multiple times a week, and they they like to feast on our hosta buffet, which we are happy to provide for them so that we can just admire their beauty. Um, We know that there's an eagle that uh, flies around in Rogers Lakewood, and we've seen it in the trees on the property as well. Um, we've seen foxes and um, woodpeckers and just just some uh, just some gorgeous uh, gorgeous animals. My husband actually saw a coyote once too. So that's just from what we've seen. And I don't know, Larry, if you can um, provide any more detail about what you know might be there. Sure, I had a few more on. By the way, we all grew up with what was it? Coyote, coyote. What was his name? Yeah. <laughs> Wiley Wiley Coyote. Coyote. Wiley Coyote. It's Coyote. So the proper okay. pronunciation, the Indian pronunciation was Coyote. So it's really funny when you listen to these experts on wildlife talk about coyotes. I just want to raise my hand up and go, oh, oh it's not Coyote. It's Coyote. And while we're on that <laughs> subject, uh I was maybe four years ago giving a talk to kids about poisonous snakes in northwest Indiana, and a young lady held her hand up. She goes, Dr. McAfee, yeah. She goes, there are no poisonous snakes. I go, okay. And she goes, it's venomous. So whenever you hear a person (laughs) talking about a poisonous snake, what they mean is venomous. And there are (laughs) It's nice to be corrected by a 12-year-old girl after about 30 <laughs> years of talking about poisonous snakes. So there are no venomous snakes in north of the Kankakee River, none with the exception of a Massasauga rattler, which is a endangered species north of Highway 12 in the park area only. So any listeners, when you're out in the backyard, you see this. Big snake rearing up at you. They're great for the environment. Don't kill them. They are not, what's the word? Venomous. Venomous. They're not venomous. <laughs> so, also in the property out there, oh, salamanders, frogs, turtles, hawks, owls, snakes, yes. squirrels, uh, woodpeckers. There's pileated woodpeckers out there. I don't know if you've ever seen a pileated, but they've actually sighted pileateds out there. So there's an incredible amount of biodiversity in the uh, Five Lakes. And Walt Breidinger has talked about the biodiversity in both the flora and the fauna. And the what's it called? The chain of lakes, the five lakes. 
uh, have an incredible fish population. And, you know, once again, it's our charge to keep Loomis Lake and the lakes out there as clean as we can. And that's another reason we'd like to see this 13.7 acres stay in its natural state, because it'll help to preserve uh, the quality of the water in the environment. If I can just add on to that, Larry, the, you know, you're absolutely right about um, wanting to keep the quality of the lakes um, high. And one of the concerns that our neighbors have raised about development in this particular area is that any kind of development of a subdivision would increase the runoff into Loomis Lake and into Spectacle Lake. And so we would have runoff from the construction. There would be silt um, that yep. goes right into, right into the lakes, which is, is causing tons of problems. There would be that- runoff from, from new um, driveways and new roads. Um, and so that runoff would have oil and gasoline in it. There would be runoff um, from fertilizer that would be on the new neighborhood subdivision lawns. And so we are very concerned about um, that type of uh, uh, negative uh, chemicals going into our lakes. Loomis Lake is, um, I, I'm not a, an angler, but I have uh, come to understand that it is truly a gem in the world of fishing. And it's, um, it's have, something that we can take pride in. A quick addition to that, I think the city council alluded to this, is the fact that, Andrea, as you said at the start of the program, this is a moraine. This is one of the higher points in Porter County, and it is, in essence, a 13.7-acre hill, correct? So yes. it's different. If you had 13.7 acres, it was flat land. It'd be different with the drainage and such. But this is a hill, so you can imagine if you clear-cut this 13.7 acres, it just flow right into Loomis Lake. Yeah. So we need. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was thinking not not to mention the value of the old growth trees as well. I mean, their their roots are holding soil in place, you know, they're creating oxygen for us. They're providing habitat for these animals. I mean, the trees on that land are so important, too, as well as the land itself being high. Exactly. Exactly. So one of the things I do want to communicate to um, your listeners is that, you know, the the property owners, the the land that they have is, is zoned residential. So they're not doing anything that is um, that they're not allowed to do by considering to sell this for development. And certainly, you know, we, for people, we, we respect people's property rights. But I think Larry said it so well that this is a, this is a, a different property. It's an unusual property. It's, it's a complicated property just because of its location. And because of that, we really would like to involve nonprofit partners, land trusts, and parks um, to see what we can do to um, give them the resources to purchase the land. Obviously, the, the, the property owners, um, it's their right to sell. 
and uh, we want to, we, but we want them to sell um, for the right kind of preservation and conservation as an alternative to developing that land. And just because it's so, it's a uniquely positioned um, parcel of property, and it's it's just vital to the wildlife habitat. It's vital to the to the biodiversity. And it's vital to our, our, our lakes over in Rogers Lakewood Park. So we, we feel very, very strongly as, as neighbors that we need to rally at, our December, at the December 6th Parks Board meeting and, and, parks and, and to talk with other Parks Foundation members like Larry um, about the ways that we can work together to, to purchase this property from those owners. Andrea, well, that's, that's, let me let me ask you to knock you a question here. Uh, hopefully, we've inspired a listener or two today with their ecological environmental hats on to maybe be interested in helping us out. Andrea, what can our listeners do? Is there a website they can go to? How can they help us in our effort? Yeah. Well, one of the things I think that um, um, Kathy is doing on 219 Green Connect is she has a space for us, and that's where this podcast is going to live. Um, and so just I would encourage your listeners, Kathy, you'll probably do this too, to go to your website and search for the Spectacle, and, uh, Spectacle Andover Neighbors Conservation Efforts. And um, we also have an email address if you would like to be added to our date list. And that email address is valpolakesandtrees at gmail.com. So V-A-L-P-O-L-A-K-E-S-A-N-D-T-R-E-E-S at gmail.com. So if you want to join our um, neighbors and friends um, update list and receive communication about what's going on with the Porter County Planning Commission or what's going on with our efforts to work with nonprofit partners um, to save this property, or if you want to um, indicate your willingness to consider a financial gift to purchase this property, I want to just encourage you to reach out by email, uh, which you can find on um, the 219 Green Connect website. Thank you for that, Andrea, and thank you for all that you have been doing. You have been taking copious amounts of notes, and you know your background in fundraising certainly is coming in handy for your very lucky neighbors and for our very lucky environment, if we can make this happen. I know you're not ready to actually receive gifts, but you have been asking people to give what you call a, a soft commitment, and whether it's a one-time gift in the near future or you know, encouraging them to think about if they were able to spread it over three years, what would they possibly be able to do? So if you already have something right. in mind, you can email that address that Andrea gave, or you can check the show notes or the 219greenconnect.com, the Andover Spectacle Neighbor Story. I will uh, embed that email into the story as well. And just because we talked about the importance of the moraines, I'm also going to link this uh, podcast to an earlier one that I did this year with Dr. Ken Shun. He talked about how the Valparaiso moraine was formed and how these kettle lakes were formed. So I think that will give extra insight into what a unique piece of property this is and just you know how valuable it is for our region. 
So I want to thank both of you for your efforts on this and everything you do to make our area a better place to live. Any parting things that you'd like to say to listeners? Well, you already gave the date, so it's the day before Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to all the listeners. And <laughs> think, think wildlife. Think wildlife. It's getting cold out now. I've got to put my veterinarian hat on for just a minute. If you've been feeding the birds through the summer and such, don't quit feeding them because you become their food source. And the same thing with water. Uh, when it gets really frozen in the winter, it's not a bad idea to have a little bowl of water out there. And, you know, every morning go out and uh, 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 take out a new bowl of water in case it freezes. They need both a water and a food source. And if you have any wildlife, if you find injured orphan wildlife, there's an incredible place uh uh, in humane wildlife in Porter County now that will take the wildlife and rehab it and, and treat them and get them back to where we can return the wildlife to the wild. Well, and thank if I you. could just I say, could... Um, I just Go want ahead. to say thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Kathy, for inviting us on the show. And I want to also reach out and thank our our neighbors here on Spectacle and Andover Drive because I um, have seen you step up and do some awesome things uh, in terms of being civically engaged, and um, and I'm just really proud to be part of this neighborhood. What I'm thank really you. proud of is I've seen Andrea and the neighbors and the amount of time and effort and love that they put into this. And Andrea, I know you're not making a whole lot of money doing this, so it's all from <laughs> your heart. So thank like, you. No, like no money. <laughs> no money, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a labor of love, just like this podcast. Labor right. of love. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who's doing their best to make this happen. We're thankful in advance. So Thanksgiving is a perfect time to do the podcast. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye.